Hi everyone, welcome to the Cult I Left Behind podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Briggs, and I'm here to tell you my stories of growing up in the IBLP cult, which you might know from the Duggar family. And I'm your other host, Kyle Briggs. I'm Amanda's husband, and I have not heard most of these stories before, so stay tuned and we'll all get traumatized together. Welcome back to the next episode where I finally don't have to do any work and Amanda did all the hard labor. What do you have for us? Sounds like a man in the cold, Kyle. (laughs) Trying to just play the part here. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what we're calling it these days. (laughs) It's the only time I do this. So, yes. (laughs) That's fair. You did cook dinner and do the dishes today. So, Mm -hmm. we'll give you that one, Kyle. Okay. We will. Okay. The week this comes out will be Valentine's week. So, as promised, this is an episode I've been, like, looking forward to slash dreading slash really excited about slash why (laughs) for a long time now. And we're going to talk about modesty, Kyle. Modesty Mm -hmm. and the importance of modesty. Um, And and more specifically, we're going to discuss eye traps which, you know, are immodest and will make a man stumble and fall morally. What exactly are eye traps for the newbies that are well, not familiar with the we're going to go through it. We're okay. going to go through it in exquisite detail, and then I'm going to post examples on social media so that you too can do the quiz I had to do as a child. Good God. And then we're also going to talk about what I was taught about marriage and lingerie Ooh. in marriage specifically. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's it's going to be a little traumatic for all of us. It's fine. So let's start. It's it's going to be like a winding journey to defining eye traps because it is, after all, the IBLP. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, this, this whole teaching on eye traps can be found in uh, the Advanced Training Institute Wisdom Booklet number 15. Okay. Which is about being um, a light in the darkness. <laughs> I've never heard it used this way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ye, ye, Kyle, mm-hmm. are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Matthew 5, 14. So a, a quick little overview of um, um, our, our lovely little wisdom booklets. So they have sections. Each one has a section um, on character development and like the the worksheet you had to do for that. And then you have language and communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have history and geography. <laughs> From course. there, you have science. After that, you have mathematics. And then you have health and medicine. So this was an each wisdom booklet mm-hmm. had to set up this? Okay. Yes. So I just want you to guess, Kyle, which section eye traps fall under. Where does modesty fall under? Or what section does modesty fall under? Health? Medicine, Kyle. Oh, that was going to be my other guess. (laughs) I don't even know how it could have been medicine, but I'm sure we'll find out. But that that is medical advice now. So fashion advice? From Bill Gothard equals medical advice. Did you know that? If I've learned anything about the cult, Mm. it is that I should choose the least reasonable way to get to a conclusion. 
I mean, you're really catching on. You're like a level two cult person now, Kyle. What's a level two cult person? (laughs) Whatever you are, because we still don't know what the levels of friendship are, so I'm just making it up. Let's let's start with um with how how one navigates this this medical situation of modesty. (laughs) Medical situation. (laughs) Medical. Medical situation. Um and it has questions in in the opening portion, like, how can we make our faces shine? What accents will cause people to look at your face? Can you name six eye traps? How can the eyes communicate messages? This is all medical, Kyle. It's obviously. I need you to remember that part. Okay. Well, well let's just get right into it. Um, medicine resource is the heading. For this whole section. Ready? Here we go. Learn 10 ways to direct the eyes of others to your countenance. Medical advice. (laughs) Coming in hot, folks. Number one is obviously wear a smile. Wear a smile. Wear a smile. You got to smile. Where's your ministry smile? You have to Um, wear it. You can't just have a smile or just smile. You have to wear a smile. Yes. Your face reveals your inner attitudes, your needs, your joys, your struggles, and your victories. Kyle, a cheerful countenance provides a ministry of encouragement for others. <laughs> ministry smile. Apart from your actual words, your countenance can be the most effective means you have to express the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to others around you. You're not smiling enough, Kyle. I'm smiling right now because this is already <laughs> getting ridiculous. In fact... Your face can actually cancel out the effect of your words. So powerful are its expressions. <laughs> I can't read the whole thing now, so I'm going to give you the highlights. Uh, so all this great stuff about how smiles are wonderful. A sad countenance demonstrates a selfish spirit because it forces the sympathies of others to determine what trouble is at the root of the frown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Observers tend to look away from a frown because it makes them feel awkward. <laughs> Don't want to make people feel awkward. But a smile. A smile draws observers, Kyle, because it says, I care. I have noticed you. Or I am experiencing the joy of the Lord inside. Observers tend to answer a smile with a smile of their own. Didn't they want the women or the girls not to like... Oh, there's, don't the worry, we're going to so, like, get to the part about how you can't smile at the wrong people. Oh, okay. Smile, there's but don't catch. smile. <laughs> yes, there's the catch. Okay. Oh, real quick, what are we drinking? I've got a mocktail that's like cherry lime. It's amazing. I, I dug deep into the uh, the alcohol book, I forget what it's called, and I have no idea how to pronounce this. A vucar? Vucare? It's I have no French? Idea. Sounds French? What's in it? Oh, it's cognac um, and some aromatic bitters and, uh, oh, geez, I'm drawing a blank. It's okay. It looks really pretty. It tastes good. I feel like I say that a lot. Oh, it looks so pretty. <laughs> uh, you're you're good at this. Okay. So um, next piece of medical advice. Mm-hmm. Choose colors which enhance your skin tones. Okay. Mm-hmm. Medical advice again. Okay. When God created the world. He made the seasons, each with its special characteristics and special coloring. He designed tremendous variety in hue, intensity, and shading. 
All of nature harmonizes with the creator's color plan. Yeah. So more fashion advice in the medical section. Yes. And and here's the uh, – they include each palette um, and talks about if it's cool or warm tone, which is fine. <laughs> it doesn't tell you how to determine mm-hmm. your your season, but you need to because this is like serious medical necessity. Um And then it says, when you wear the right colors next to your face, your complexion is smooth and clarified. Lines, shadows, and circles are minimized. A healthy color is drawn out, pushing the clothing color into the background because we don't have bodies. When you wear the wrong colors, however, your complexion will look pale, sallow, or muddy, in quotes. (laughs) I don't know if I should be impressed (laughs) that they, like, went into this, like, (laughs) level of... Of fashion, or if I should just be sadly disappointed that they put it as medical. <laughs> um, medical, probably sadly disappointed. Oh, it gets so much better. But but first, let's finish how wearing the wrong colors is dishonoring to God. <laughs> okay. Lines or shadows around the mouth and nose and dark circles around the eyes will be accentuated. Blotches on the face and the effects of aging will be emphasized. Can't have that. Can't have that. Don't look old. Wrong colors, Kyle, tend to draw attention to themselves, causing your face to retreat into the background. (laughs) And then your countenance isn't front and center, Kyle. This is a problem. Serious medical issue. Didn't they make you wear <laughs> certain colors? Like, wasn't there a uniform? Navy was blue one and color? white. So what <laughs> if navy blue or white's not your color? Well, we all just wore white shirts. That was the formal one. And then, yeah, there there, there weren't like warm and cool tone polos. It was just maroon for the girls and hunter green for the boys. So they don't understand what they're saying here because. <laughs> As maroon, per usual, maroon and hunter green are both warm tones. So I guess if you're a cool tone, you're just you're you're just fucked. <laughs> you're probably gonna die because this is medical. So oh, and you're dishonoring God as you die. Um, and then it has a color wheel, but again, it doesn't tell you how to determine your colors. <laughs> it doesn't matter because you're forced to wear warm tones anyways. Exactly. All right, all right. Are we ready? Are we ready for <laughs> medical advice uh, number three? Okay. Choose a hairstyle which complements the shape of your face. <laughs> medical necessities. Yes. Here. Okay. So then it says your hair provides a frame for your face. Basically, there are six facial shapes oval, round, square, rectangle, triangle, and long oval. The goal in choosing the proper frame for the face is to ovalize that shape as much as possible. I've never heard that. You can't have the shape that your face is. It needs to be a long oval. Now, I will say that color palettes and trying to elongate the face happen outside of the cult. Yeah. It's just like this is showing up under medical (laughs) resources. Okay. So, So then it has examples of women's hair. With their uh, face shape, so round. There's someone with a short haircut, and it, and then it has next to that um, a, a longer one with swooping bangs, and it says better. <laughs> okay. Then for square, there's a, a lady with short hair and bangs, and then there's a lady with long curling hair and and like um, 
oh, what are those bangs called? The long, the so curtain bangs. bangs. Okay. And that's better. Okay. Then a triangle. And it has a real short haircut, like kind of pixie. And then it has a haircut that's like swooping and longer. Better. Okay. And then this is the best one. Okay. Okay. Then it has like the the longer oval face. And it has just plain straight long hair. Mm-hmm. And then next to it, the same length hair, but curled and fluffy like Bill likes. Oh. Better. Oh, it didn't say best? <laughs> well, that's implied. <laughs> that's implied. <laughs> um, and then for guys, um, you basically get get one haircut. It, it talks about how to do fine hair, curly hair, and thin hair. But it all has to be parted, you know, how Bill did. Um, fine hair should be cut short and in layers to add thickness and volume, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curly hair is best controlled when kept close to the sides of the head. If left too long in the sides, the shape of the head will appear too round and the excess volume of hair will detract from the face. Thinning hair and a receding hairline are made less noticeable by a shorter hairstyle. I guess I'm going to have to cut my hair after this. Okay, so, <laughs> and, and then here's, here's the final word on hair as, as a medical, you know, situation. Your hairstyle should also be proportionate to your overall appearance and should communicate a message of obedience to the authorities in your life, 1 Corinthians 11, 14 to 15. (laughs) Are you obedient to the authorities in your life, Kyle, with your curly hair? Uh, I don't think so. That wasn't the intent when I got curly hair. (laughs) Well, you were born with curly hair, so when you grew it out. Yes. Because I'm obsessed with it. Still don't understand how any of this is medical advice, but... Well, well, like it's about to get better, because did you know accessorizing properly is also necessary <laughs> oh, for your medical well-being? Should have known in the <gasps> ATI handbook or wisdom booklet that uh, this is the medical advice I was going to get. Okay, so um, number four now is wear special accents near your face. This is very short. Let's talk about it. Special accents near your face draw the attention of the observer to your, you guessed it, countenance. (laughs) Women can wear scarves, bows, lace trim on collars, ruffles at the neckline, a flower on the shoulder or in the hair, if appropriate for the occasion, or appropriate jewelry, earrings, short necklace, uh, brooch or stick pin. We we can't have the necklace too I low. Was just gonna ask It'll that, go like, toward the boobs. Yes, and then people's eyes will be drawn to the boobs. You can't have and that. we can't have that. No, nope. no, we don't have boobs, Kyle. <laughs> this is very important to understand. Okay, men men can accent their faces by wearing a tie, a collared shirt when wearing a sweater, and by contrasting shirt colors with their suits. Men should note that facial hair tends to obscure the countenance. So no one was allowed to have facial hair in the cult. I would have. Wouldn't have made it. No. Curly hair, out from under authority, <laughs> with a beard, you wear jeans. Kyle, you are a rebel. <laughs> I mean, it's such bad health. You're going to die. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll take you to the emergency room after this and be like, help, help. He's dying from immodesty. <laughs> I'm going to die because I can't breathe. (laughs) (laughs) 
medical advice, Kyle. It's very important. <laughs> is to wear clothing that fits properly. Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> Here's why. Clothing that is too snug draws the attention of the observer away from your face. In addition to declaring to the world that you are not conscientious about how you look. (sighs) Can't have that. Clothing that is too baggy has the same effect. People notice that your clothes do not fit well and wonder if you have been ill or have lost a great deal of weight. Gen Z, your whole like loose clothing thing, it's got to go. It's got (laughs) to, it's not medically advisable. (laughs) Okay. What next? Oh, there's more. There's more. There are pictures. I thought you were going to say like tight clothing cuts off blood flow or something. Or blood something flow? Medi- no, we don't care advice. about that. We don't care about real, you know, medical situations, just modesty. Um, and then it shows, it has diagrams of suits that show guys when their suit is too big or when their suit is is too small. And then this, I don't get this. Then it has a graphic of pants being like too long or too short. And right next to that is like a guy's whole like like mid mid section of their body. So from the waist down to the thighs, like the part where we can't look. Mm-hmm. But it shows from the side what that's like when it's too tight. So, you know, You're minus genitalia. Looking at this. But it's like a butt. In, in, <laughs> like it's just a picture of a butt. Uh-huh. Why is this in here? This is going to cause me to stumble, Kyle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can okay. men cause women to stumble or is it no. the other way around? Exactly. Many times people do unreasonable things to clothing that does fit well, such as pulling a belt too tight or constantly tugging at a skirt when seated, pulling the hem out of proportion. But this is the important part. Anything unusual will draw an observer's attention. If the attention is on the garment, it is not on your face, Kyle. Is this the whole purpose of life is just to draw people's eyes to your face? Countenance. Your countenance? Yes. Didn't you learn about this important medical Mm. advice in school? (laughs) No. Here's here's number six. Are we ready, everyone? We have arrived. Avoid eye traps. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Eyes are attracted to skin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Low or plunging necklines, shirts or blouses with several buttons open, bare shoulder styles, such as sundresses, off-the-shoulder sleeves, strapless or halter tops, slits and skirts, bare backs, and bare midriffs. So those are all All women's clothes. All draw the eye of the observer to see just how far the opening goes. (laughs) And yes, it's all women's clothes. Bare leg designs, such as short skirts or pants. Shorts. That's that's in parentheses. Shorts. Why would they call them short pants? Just call them shorts. Anyways, these horrible things um, draw the observer's attention to the legs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, we don't have legs either. <laughs> Can't. Okay, are you ready? Eyes are attracted to teasing, sheer fabrics, and clinging fabrics reveal by suggestion rather than by fact. The effect of this suggestiveness 
is a greater allurement than bold nakedness would be. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt that. (laughs) Bright spots of color strategically placed on a garment or lacy designs on on sheer hose for women draw the eyes of the observer away from the face. <laughs> How did they even come up with this stuff? Like, um, I don't know. I feel like this is turning into a comedy show instead of a <laughs> show about the cult. Well, they're one in the same. It, it is turning it into out. that. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> Eyes are attracted to written messages. Many of the messages on t-shirts draw the eyes of the observer to read what is written. This distraction is magnified when the message is one of a double or suggestive meaning. The wearer of the garment must realize that the observer's eyes are drawn away from the face to that portion of the anatomy where the message appears. (laughs) I feel like this is a great idea for a t-shirt. Gonna get a T-shirt that says like "I trap." <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have to like put it in a, in a bad spot, like, yes. right in the middle of the chest or something, mm-hmm. or like on the butt of sweatpants mm-hmm. that you can wear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and this explains a lot of my life choices. What were you going to say? <laughs> New cult I left behind apparel coming soon. We'll make sure it has sheer and clinging fabrics, yes. everyone. Low-cut shirts. <laughs> yes. We'll make sure there's skin, written messages. <laughs> oh, okay. And then this next one, which, like I said, explains a lot of my choices in life. Eyes are attracted to fads. <laughs> Unusual details on garments, such as a jagged hemline, garish colors, including clashing colors or loud colors on hose. Details placed in unexpected places on a garment, strange lines in the garment design, and jangling jewelry all draw the observer's curiosity and attention. So no no bling on your jean pockets? No, I tried to buy some <laughs> jeans like that once and it didn't go over real well. But I'm like really tall. And back then when I was a teenager... Long length pants for women were barely a thing. Mm-hmm. And usually they just weren't a thing. So if you found a pair of jeans that was long enough, oh my God, you, go you bought it. them. Yeah. <sighs> well, that was the weird part. And then we'll get back to, to wisdom booklet number 15 and the very important medical advice therein. But, but like I would have to try on my pants for Rick and have him like stare at my butt to decide if it was too tight. Like that was part of the process of buying pants in my household if you were a girl. That's creepy. Your father had to like check out your butt to make sure it wasn't too attractive in your jeans. It's creepy that was a thing, but also mm-hmm. very interesting that he would go clothes shopping with you. No, we would bring it home. Oh, and then you have to try it on and then send it back. Well, in that time take it back. Mhm. That makes more sense, but okay. Horrible. So you know how my entire wardrobe is like white, black, navy, green, uh, and I don't have like jewelry really, and all of my clothes tend to be like very classic. Mm -hmm. And I realized... It's because the cult taught we couldn't do that for like not just the modesty medical reasons here, but it was like... (laughs) 
it's a waste of money. I think it even gets to this. Like, it's a waste of money because it'll go out of style and you should be a good steward of your finances and only buy classic designs. I'm pretty confident we're going to get to that in this wisdom booklet section. But yeah, so so that's part of why I am the way I am. I might go like force myself to buy something faddish. You've been, that's a terrifying you've been branching thought. out a little bit. You're getting a little there. bit. Whew. Terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Spe- speaking of which, um, eyes follow the lines of accessories. A string of beads knotted low and hanging to the waist, for example, will draw the observer's eyes down the length of the string. Long scarves, fringes, chain belts around the hips, sweatshirts or sweaters knotted around the hips all have this effect. Long, dangling earrings draw attention away from the face to the shoulders. Sandals with lace up, uh, oh, sandals with, with lace up to the knee draw attention the entire length of the cords. Again, can't have those legs. Shoes, especially with high heels, that have open, slipper-type backs draw attention to the ankles. Which is a problem because Bill has a foot fetish, so we all have to be modest with our feet. Surprised it wasn't just like mm-hmm. you must wear boots. No, all the oh time. no. So for women, we cannot wear peep toe shoes. So like that's the kind of shoe that has the toe opening, mm-hmm. um, or the slingback mm-hmm. shoes because because those were teasing and suggestive. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I I felt like a sinner the first time I bought a pair of like peep toe shoes as an adult because I thought the whole world thought they were immodest. Just the cult. (laughs) (laughs) And now I wear slingback shoes too. So I'm sorry, Kyle, that, you know, if I caused you to stumble with my ankles before we were married specifically. We're going to have to talk about your bitterness after this. (laughs) And the health problems it's causing you. (laughs) Yes. It all ties back to your shoes, Amanda. It does. Eyes are attracted to excesses. Cosmetics should be used to enhance facial appearance by minimizing flaws in skin. Excessive use of these products such as unnatural colors, heavy eye makeup, false eyelashes, or makeup improperly applied draws attention away from the countenance. Excessively long nails and dark, bright shades of nail polish will draw attention to the hands and feet. (gasps) Can't have that, Kyle. (laughs) I'm sorry for my bright pink toenail polish right now. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that, well, we're married, so it doesn't matter, but oh yeah. Does it distract you from your work? It does. I can't work when you're. When my toes are around? Yes. I know. I'm such a sinner. (laughs) And I'm probably, like, facing significant medical consequences. Oh. Okay, now we're on to number seven, um, the seventh piece of medical advice. Practice personal disciplines of neatness, cleanliness, exercise, and weight control. A grateful spirit and and good stewardship demand, demand, Kyle, that clothes be kept clean, orderly, and well-pressed. Kyle, that's what you do if you have a grateful spirit, because it demands that (laughs) you iron your clothes. 
the most expensive garment in your face. The most expensive garment can look shoddy, if not properly maintained. Mm. Personal hygiene and fitness are necessary as well, if flaws are not to distract the observer's eyes. Flaws, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Proper rest and carefully exercised discipline in scheduling obligations all contribute to the total impression of a spirit controlled personality. Like the Holy Spirit's spirit spirit control. <laughs> the outer man cannot present a positive message, however, unless the inner man is properly nurtured day by day. Got to keep up with that Bethel, Kyle. It's deep. And do your squats. <laughs> Brush your teeth like the kid in the picture here. <laughs> Whew. <clears throat> Next piece of medical advice. Number eight, stand tall, sit gracefully. Mm. Sagging posture draws attention to itself. Slouching in a chair communicates a lack of alertness and often disrespect. Don't slouch. Flaws in posture draw the observer's attention away from the face to the problem. <laughs> and then everything. We have we have a very, very, very skinny woman with curly hair that's drawn. It's like a, a drawing of this. With head, neck, stomach, knees, shoulders, back, and derriere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it tells you how that should, like every part of your body should be. There isn't one for men just for women um your your chin for the head your chin needs to be parallel to the floor ears directly over the shoulder your neck needs to be upright straight column rising from the shoulders your stomach pulled in and up keep those muscles in tone like it literally says that keep these muscles in tone and and i was reading online like like flex like like you need to keep your stomach muscles toned oh so just i mean like like skinny yeah and and someone online, like I think it was Reddit, pointed out just how how kind of evil that was to put this drawing in there when you have women who are like forced to pump out, you know, 10 plus kids. Mm-hmm. And I forget what it's called, but there's a condition um, that even women who like maybe don't have a bajillion kids, it's just it might be their anatomy or maybe they have twins or something, but your, your stomach muscles can separate. Mm-hmm. And... It is actually harmful to try to like tone it up. Like there's a whole medical process, but like this is actual medicine as we know in the wisdom course. Um, like it's it's complicated and and like you need physical therapy and sometimes surgery and I don't know much about it, but it's a whole thing. And they're like, all right, women who have had 18 children, keep that tummy tight. Mm-hmm. Got to keep with their unreasonable expectations. This is so mean. The way of the cult. But your knees need to be slightly flexed, never locked. <laughs> well, if you lock them, you're going to pass mm-hmm. out. Oh, your shoulders need to be rolled back and down rather than stiff. Your back needs to be straight and tall, having only a slight curve at the waistline. Okay. Mm-hmm. And your pelvis should be tipped somewhat down and under. Your feet, uh, your weight should be distributed over the balls and heels. Feet should be as parallel to each other as possible. Neither pointed in nor out. Sorry, all you pigeon-toed people. The cult is not going to approve of that. There is nothing for men. Nothing. No, it doesn't sound like it. Nothing about men standing tall. 
but sitting gracefully, a lady's knees must always be kept together when sitting. Uh, for the best impression and good health, legs should be crossed at the ankles. Her body should not look as though it were draped over a chair. And I would get in trouble for that if I was like relaxing at home as a kid. Be like, Amanda, don't drape yourself on the furniture. Jeez. Yeah. It's like impossible. Like, like kids just like flop wherever they're at and do exactly. whatever they're doing. But, you know. It's important for your health. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have bad posture in your pillow fort. Oh. Nine. Match your choice of clothing to the occasion or activity. Again, folks, this is medical advice. Medical truth, rather. Yes. Everything <laughs> in this book is truth. Um, discretion or deference means wearing the right thing at the right time to the right place. Discretion, Kyle. Wearing the wrong thing to an activity calls attention to its inappropriateness. Therefore, the eye of the observer is distracted from your countenance. Always the countenance. <laughs> and your face. And then it tells you like how to decide based on modesty and propriety what to wear and, and that you need to set a good example for others. And then it has examples of suits, um, like a formal attox a suit for business or church and a sweater and like pleated khakis for a casual attire. Casual. Mm -hmm. um, oh, oh, here it is. Wise stewardship would require, require that the garments you choose be more classic in style so that they can be worn out rather than phased out of style. Oh. Worn out. The goal is worn out clothes. Mm-hmm. So the only time men's clothes cover men are mentioned in this is just how you should dress, not how you shouldn't dress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. But Kyle's scripture also teaches that your moderation should be known to all men to be deliberately years behind in style when there is no problem with convictions is to make a mockery of the separation God requires and to place unnecessary barriers between you and the people you desire to reach with the message of the gospel, which someone online called a word salad. And I agree. <laughs> uh, where no matter of conviction is involved, so like the Holy Spirit isn't convicting you that it's immodest and like unhealthy medically, you know, um, where no matter of conviction is involved, it is generally good advice not to be the first to adopt a new style, oh. nor the last to discard an old one. Don't be a trendsetter. But don't fall behind. <laughs> Classic only, Amanda. <laughs> um, and, and then we have um, six photos of ladies who are very in my opinion, tastefully dressed, but I thought these were godless whores as a child. <laughs> um, and like it's dated clothing. That's true. But I, I feel like I should hand you this photo on my phone, Kyle. And, and I want you to do this quiz. Um, and I want you to identify the eye traps. Like just describe what the woman is wearing. These are all sketches because we can't have real woman because that would have been so immodest. Um, and I think my brothers might not even have been allowed to do this page of the wisdom booklet because it was so immodest uh but I, I want you to tell me where the eye traps are Jeez, for each of these women well the first lady's got a full length dress on that covers the shoulders all the way down to the to the ground but the top portion is lace so that can't be acceptable eye trap mm -hmm. the second lady has 
It looks like a sweater with a shirt on underneath it, and then again, a full-length skirt. But it's the the sweater is buttoned right over where the boobs would be, and so it's pulling in. So I would assume that's not acceptable. That's not even the problem, Kyle. Look at the sweater. First of all, she's got a necklace pointing down to her waist. Oh, no. No, can't have that. And then she has um, designs on the shirt under the cardigan mm-hmm. uh, that are right around her boobs. And then and then the cardigan also has designs on it that are around the boobs and the waist. Oh, geez. Kyle, you so missed bad. so many eye traps. <laughs> I thought it was just the drawing. and It was like wrinkles in the shirt, but okay. No. The the diamond right yep, on her chest is a, a really severe eye trap. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. She's showing skin by rolling her sleeves up. Mm. Actually, you're right. That might also have been an eye trap. <laughs> Eyes are attracted to skin, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Third lady's got, I don't a shawl. Is that what that is? A shawl on top? No, that's that's just um, the big square collars that were in and like. The 80s. Okay. It's a dress with a big square collar. Mm-hmm. And then she's got a, sh- a shirt on under that. And then, again, a... a no, it's sk- just a dress. Oh. It's a well, drop it doesn't go all dress. the way down to her ankles, so I assume that's a problem. She's showing a little ankle. ankle. Mm-hmm. There are two other problems with it. There's a design on the top half of it? Well, the the collar goes down to her boobs, and we can't have that. And then also the drop waist mm-hmm. goes down to like, you know, below her waist. Oh, no. Yeah. Can't have that. <laughs> None You're of not good bad. at this, Kyle. No, like you, you should be lusting horribly <laughs> no. after all six of these drawings. They all look very modest and very covered <laughs> up to me. The fourth lady is just the bottom half of her. And she's got a, what, is that a pencil skirt? Sure. Yeah. But it's got a slit up one side, which... Obviously, is not okay. It's like barely a slit. Barely. We would have to put a kick pleat in that. That's how we would fix it. It's like a slit up to her knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like what? A six inch slit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lady number five has got a sweater with like a scarf, but it's, or a handkerchief, but it's like tied around the V neck part of it, which a V neck, I'm sure, is not. It points to the boobs, Kyle. Yeah. And then she's got the, the, the handkerchief there yeah. to like. Draw Enhance your eyes the boobs and draw, yeah, draw your eyes right mm, there in mm, such an unholy way. And lady number six has a long sleeve dress on, but again, it's a it's like a oh, collar. There's a big white collar on top of it, but it points down towards it's the boobs. It's in a V, yes. So that's not even like bare skin up top. She's got something else going on. She's got, she's got, like a designed. On her hose? Oh uh, yeah, the the pantyhose have like they're like lace. Mm-hmm. It definitely draws your eyes down to her feet. Took you so long to find it. <laughs> oh, I saw it. It drew my eyes there. Amanda. Oh, away from her face. Yes. Oh, Kyle. Oh, <laughs> sinning. I'm gonna need to repent after this. Mm-hmm. Well, and then and then we have the final piece of medical advice: say the right things with your eyes. Let's dig into this a little, shall we? It has been said that the eyes are the window of the soul. Your eyes reveal your thoughts and attitudes. Attitudes. 
words, Kyle. Your eyes can communicate a spirit of boldness versus a spirit of discretion. Staring at another person, looking too long or with implied intimacy, winking with a flirtatious eye and challenging someone's authority are all done with eyes that have not been brought into proper discipline. Gotta discipline your eyes. Discipline your eyes, people. It's important for your health. And then it shows six um, faces and it asks, what are these eyes saying? Oh. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, Eyes reveal a person's character. Insincerity, dishonesty, or treachery are often conveyed with eyes that avoid contact with the observer. You can't be an introvert or shy, folks. No, you're just uh, dishonest and treacherous. Oh, and insincere. Yes. Expressive eyes will draw the observer's attention to your countenance. So they need to be expressive, just not in any of the ways Bill doesn't want. (laughs) Oh, and then we have a Bible verse to back it up. Of course. Keep your heart with all diligence so that your expression is an edifying one. See Proverbs 4.23. I'm sure it has nothing to do with that. Hmm. And then we have a project. Oh. Yeah. A. Study the following words in scripture by using your concordance. Countenance, eyes, modest, apparel, attire, adorning, and hair. Summarize in your own words God's instructions to his children concerning their appearance. There's a quiz uh, that you can take to demonstrate your understanding of problems in appearance, which Christians should avoid. I have a question. Yes. Was there an answer sheet in the back of the book? The parent guide. Oh, so you didn't, you couldn't even cheat if you wanted to because no. the parents had the book. Parent guide. Oh, I wouldn't have passed school without the answers in the back of the book. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. I just like everybody else. Are you talking like in, in K like through 12? Yeah, like in math class, like it would be your, the, the problems are in the chapter. And then the answer key is in the back of the book in case you... Your eyes to, are probably in treacherous. In case you wanted to like double check your work oh. if you were honest. <laughs> mm. Well, C, um, for this project, C is your choice of clothing gives a message. In the light of what you have learned, go through your closet and evaluate each outfit. That's your homework, listeners. Where would the observer's eyes be drawn when that outfit is worn? Do any items need to be discarded because they give a confusing or negative message? So did you do all of this? Oh, God, yes. Oh, gosh. I remember the first time. Oh, this is – I'm going to cringe. I remember the first time Andrea, the oldest sister, uh, bought a T-shirt that was like properly fitting. Mm -hmm. And Amy and I shamed her for it so hard. I regret that now. (laughs) Get but it was in her color for... season, Kyle. Oh, jeez. It was in her color season. So, I mean, at least she was being, like, medically wise in that part. Mm-hmm. But it was a little clingy. So it was, like, obviously bad for her health in another way. So pretty much everybody is doomed now. Oh, God, yeah. Haven't you figured that out by, <laughs> by now? Okay, D. Oh, gosh. I think we did this, too. I definitely did this, too. Review a clothing catalog or magazine with your parents 
evaluate where the observer's eyes would be drawn for each outfit you see pictured. What is the message conveyed by the clothing and the posture of the model? Remember, this is educational material for kids in ATI. Well, this for, is school. For the girls. This is school. For the girls. So the guys didn't have to do as much school. <laughs> well, of course. Another way they were privileged. Okay, E. Oh, and this one is just evil. Visit a public place, such as a shopping mall or airport, with your father. Observe how people pass by are dressed. Evaluate not only clothing, but also also posture and movement of the people you observe. What messages are conveyed by the various outfits, bearing, and movements? Note, this can only be done with your father. Of course. Yeah, so he can go check out other people's butts <laughs> and boobs. Yes. And tell you how unholy and like medically unadvisable Well, it sounds they ideal are. for them. Mm-hmm. And then there's a picture of a woman. And it asks you to identify five things this lady has done to make it easy for you to focus on her countenance. Okay, and then here, here's, here's your final project as a student for this segment of Wisdom Booklet 15, this medical portion. Make it your aim to smile at as many people as possible in one day. Try to keep a tally on how many people this includes. Record the responses you receive. But here you go, Kyle. Be careful to exercise discretion in expressing an undue level of familiarity with members of the opposite sex or strangers. That was going to be my question is like, you're telling all these little girls to like smile at all these old men. So, which mm-hmm. in of itself is going to make them stumble, Amanda. Yep. Have a cute little girl staring at them and smiling. So basically, um, the point of all of this is is that as a woman, like you are a walking eye trap. You just are. Um, and it is your fault if and we'll get to this in another episode. <laughs> uh it's your it's your fault if, you know, you're raped or assaulted in some way, or um if a guy is attracted to you because we can't have that. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. If he lusts after you, he has committed adultery with you in his heart. No pressure. You're 12. Mm-hmm. Just just don't make men commit adultery with you in their heart. Easy. So easy. I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but like if a woman, if a girl was assaulted, her clothing at the time of the assault would be reviewed to see if she was under authority and modest. Mm-hmm. No eye traps can't wear a necklace it points down no and and someone else on reddit made the point like but ties basically point right to a guy's crotch Mm -hmm. but that wasn't immodest or an eye trap they were encouraged ties were encouraged yep kyle anytime you wear a tie i'm just gonna look at your crotch also if you're walking around or you have only the top button done on your suit and it opens up it's kind of Pointing in that direction, too. Yeah. Yeah, but none of that was covered because, you know, mm-hmm. f- women don't have sex drives, as previously discussed. Um, <laughs> so we're not going to notice, Kyle. Like, oh, we're not. There's no eye traps for men. No, and you train yourself not to look at that 
at all. Oh my gosh, I remember one of my one of my jobs when I was in college. There was another associate working with me, and this guy walks by, and I hadn't even noticed he had walked by. Like I hadn't, and and the associate next to me was like, "Oh my god, did you see his butt?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she went over to the like the cashiers and the three of them had this whole conversation about this guy's butt. And I was like, I didn't even see a guy because <laughs> you just train yourself like you don't look, you don't notice anything, anything. Um, another thing someone pointed out is that uh, this is from when cows and kids collide. Um, it's a science, a science teacher working with at-risk teenagers moves to her husband's dairy farm in the country. Life lessons galore. I think it's, it's like a blog style website. And so she did a commentary on, on eye traps and (laughs) with the part about choose colors, which enhance your skin tones. She wrote for God so loved the world that he created a cheat sheet of colors based on the Northern hemisphere temperate seasons. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. She also pointed out that uh, everyone in the cult, the IBLP cult, is of Northern European or Western European descent. If not, get working on getting rid of any hair features that aren't Northwestern European. She's got a point. Yep. Yeah. The the only examples provided are for Caucasian folks. Mm-hmm. So, like, God help you if you're anything else. Like, this is medical. So, you know. Was that? So, I mean, that's a good question. This is the racism again. Well, was the cult very much just Caucasian? It was far and away Caucasian because there were racist undertones. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, far and away Caucasian. So, let's let's talk a little bit more about about marriage, Kyle. Oh. How's this play? And lingerie. Uh Uh-oh. And stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Once upon a time, when I actually like knew Chris, and she was in my life, uh, I think it was when Andrea got married. She gave she must have given Andrea like some version of a sex talk, but somehow this all like it all came out, and I don't remember like if Chris told me or if Andrea told me, but basically, basically, even when you are married. You should remain modest and you should not wear lingerie and you should not have sexy bras and underwear because this will train your husband, Kyle, to be turned on by these things. So if he is out at Walmart and walks by the women's underwear section, he will become aroused because he associates it with sex. So so you just have to completely eschew it. What? Because he's got no self-control. No, Kyle, men are like animals basically <laughs> they have no self-control every like oh oh my god that was another thing i was told chris told andrea that if a man gets in bed with a woman he will not be able to help himself and he will have sex with her <laughs> like he will there will be no restraint it, it is going to happen anytime a man gets into a bed with a woman it's just a very weird idea because as we learned in the the uh, seven basic needs of a husband. He needs his wife to be sexually available for him. 
but not attract like sexually attractive. Yeah, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like if you were a woman and you were going to fulfill that duty in this context, like putting lingerie on would be a good way to do that. But don't do that. Don't do that. And you have to wear <laughs> granny panties. <laughs> oh, <excellent>. always. <laughs> <laughs> granny panties and like really ugly bras those are your only options kyle this is medical now <laughs> oh, medical necessity <laughs> so let me tell you about my um bachelorette party <laughs> before i married my first husband uh my maid of honor was not this weird she actually took me shopping for lingerie and she completely like horrified me because I was like brand new, like just starting to inch my way out of the cult. So we were in Target because we were broke college students and and she grabbed something and threw it on the floor. And I was so confused. And she was like, no, Amanda, this is how you shop for lingerie. You put it on the floor and see how it looks. <laughs> I almost died in the middle because it's not going to stay on. Oh, <laughs> I, So I almost died of shock and horror in the middle of a Target. In 2010. And um, (laughs) so then she organized my bachelorette, which was, uh, I think, the night before the wedding. And my sisters were invited. Colt sisters. So, So my bachelorette party was watching the Princess and the Frog Disney movie. I think that's what it was called. I don't know. And and then... They couldn't give me lingerie because it would offend the Colt sisters. So I got things like lotion socks, you know, like the the moisturizing fuzzy mm-hmm. socks and uh, maybe candles or something. You didn't get like secret gifts after your sisters um, had left? One, one of them did. Okay, good for her. Good yes, for her. <laughs> that, that was Beth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So um, she she came through. In a big way. But yeah, that's, you know, and then like, and then coming out of the cult and like people are gifting you this stuff and you're like, well, the one, the one person gifted me this stuff and the other friend who went shopping with me, you're like, I'm going to help. I know I'm going to be married wearing this, but I'm going to help. It's going to happen. <laughs> and I'm going to condition my brand new husband to get turned on in Coles when he walks by the underwear section. Um, but yeah, so that's like, if you're, if you're stumbling Kyle and like having trouble medically, it's, it's probably because I let go of that part of cult mentality. Mm -hmm. So ladies, ladies, you know, when we release this Valentine's day, will just be a couple days away and you, you really need to give some significant consideration to the negative medical implications of wearing lingerie for your romantic partner this year. Um, just just really spend some time pondering and consider instead wearing something very modest all day, never taking it off, to to really um, help your partner to enhance their their spiritual life by drawing all the attention to your to your face, to your countenance. That is how you can edify them. Or you can just get together with all your friends and throw all the lingerie into a burn barrel and just light it on fire. <laughs> oh, that's style. right. Obviously, we have to burn it. Yes. So there you go. There you go. That That is um, eye traps and the cult. Uh, that was all sarcasm, by the way. We strongly recommend doing everything like that is the opposite of everything we just talked <laughs> about this whole episode. Have fun. Go crazy. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of The Cult I Left Behind. Until next time, don't join a cult. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe, and we will catch you on the next episode.